Hey gorgeous, welcome to episode number 144 with the amazing unstoppable CEO Steve Gordon. Hi, this is Steve Gordon. You're listening to Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, entrepreneurship is all about failing and winning. And oftentimes we fail a lot more before we actually win. So staying in the game is really, really a such important point. And I'm going to go deeper with the best-selling author and founder of The Unstoppable CEO, the host of the wonderful podcast, The Unstoppable CEO, who has written over 400 articles on marketing for service businesses. Steve Gordon is our special guest today and through his firm, he helps service business entrepreneurs create leveraged marketing systems so that they can spend less time on business development and more time on what matters most. I'm so excited that I have Steve on the show today, so let's dive right in. Well, hi, Steve. I'm so super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Hey, Christine. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we met a while ago and I just love the title of what you're doing, like the unstoppable CEO, right? A dream for every entrepreneur, like having a company that works, that makes money, that, you know, is going in the right direction, supporting people and also giving you free time because so often it is as entrepreneurs, we work not on the business, but in the business. And with all you have created in your life, uh, you've built several companies, been very, very successful. What do you see entrepreneurs, when, especially when they're starting out or in their early phase, what do you see them or what mistakes do you see them making? Well, <clears throat> I, I think first it's, it's important to understand um, where that word unstoppable came from wasn't because that everything I did was amazing and successful. It was because I failed a lot and I just kept going. And I think for folks who are early on in, in their entrepreneurial career, that, that to me is the big lesson. It's um, there are going to be things that come along and bumps in the road and, and challenges. Um, and you may have a business that, that fails and doesn't make it. And the difference between those who are still in the game and, and those who run into those problems and exit the game are, you know, it just comes down to how unstoppable are you? And that's a mindset more than anything, I think. It's, it's deciding that no matter what happens, I'm owning the next outcome and I'm going to be responsible for creating it. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, it's true. As entrepreneurs, there are so many trial and errors until we so to speak like make it and sometimes it's just the tiny tiny things and i see so many people giving up on their journey which um i don't know if you know the it's like a, it's a picture where people are digging for diamonds and one person is just moving away like you know a couple inch before they actually hit that mine and get to all those riches why the other person, you know, keeps digging and probably gets there at some point. Um, so do you think an entrepreneurship is also like um, a time game? Like how long do you manage to stick around? Well, I, I think that's, that's part of it. But I also, I, I know a number of entrepreneurs just in my personal network 
who've been in the game a long time and they haven't made it very far. And, oh. and that frustrates them. They feel like, you know, I've been doing this 10 or 15 or 20 years and I really thought I'd be further along than I am. Um, and so I, I, I think it's, it's partly that you need to stay in the game for a while, but I also think you need to be paying attention to the right things and, and focused. If, if your goal is to grow your business and, and create something that's sustainable and that's bigger than you, then um, you, you need to think and, and act a little bit differently to, to make that happen. Mm. So what advice could you give someone who might be struggling a little bit, especially around sales? right? Because so many people love what they do, but when it comes making an offer, they shy away or, you know, they don't really know how to make that offer. What would be an advice, yeah, that they can actually put into action right away to, to see some results? Well, so I, I'm not a, uh, I don't consider myself a great salesperson. And I've found that most business people kind of you know, they, they could identify with that. They don't, they maybe don't describe themselves as a, a, you know, natural salesperson. There are some out there who do, but by and large, they don't. And um, my answer to how to get better at sales is to increase my odds. Um, and so I spent a lot of time focusing on lead generation mm -hmm. so that I don't have to worry about closing any particular prospect that's in front of me right now, that there's always somebody next in line. And when I look at all the businesses we've worked with over the years, that's the fundamental problem they run into. And it, it has a, a whole series of side effects to it. So if you don't have enough opportunity, you don't have enough new leads coming in the door. When you go to try and sell, you're going to be all uptight and you're going to feel a lot of pressure because you've got to close that deal to, to keep the business going and moving forward. Um, if, if you're in that situation, you're not going to feel comfortable raising your prices so that you can be more profitable, so that you can deliver an even better experience for your clients, which is going to attract more people to you, you know, because you don't, you don't feel confident enough to do that because you don't know that, that when you do raise your prices, if the person across the table from you says, no, there's, you don't know when the next one's going to arrive through the door. And so it, it just has all of these really bad side effects when you don't have enough opportunity. Um, I, I think that's the first fundamental thing to focus on. And, and that may not be the answer you were, you were looking for, but um, I, I don't think it lies in how you have the sales conversation or the, you know, the specific approach you take. Yes, those things can always be improved, but I've always found if, if you're generating enough opportunities and you have something valuable to sell, the sales conversation is just that it's a conversation and you're just trying to connect the dots for the, the particular prospect. But when you don't have enough opportunity, you, you end up in a situation where you're, you're, you're feeling desperate and you act desperate. Yeah, I, I love that. But first of all, I really like that you said you don't feel like you're a natural salesperson because I see that is true for almost everyone, including me. I don't think I, I was born a salesperson. Um, I've met a really like a few people, maybe a handful where they probably were born with, you know, already being the natural salesperson, but that's about it. And I also see in the marketplace that so many people, you know, we have the discussion about introvert and extrovert. 
And for extrovert people, sales seems to be easier. That doesn't say that they feel more comfortable with it, making offers, right? So really having those opportunities that you don't need to be needy, like that you can let go of the outcome and you're totally fine because you know the next person is in line is so important. So especially when people start out and they're not well known in the market, is there anything you would suggest they can do to make sure they have the right connections to the right people? Well, that, that's sort of the first big hurdle to overcome, isn't it? When you, when you first start out and, and for some businesses, this persists for as long as the business is around, you're, you're sort of out there as the best kept secret in your marketplace. And, um, you know, and it, I know it frustrates people because they, they think, well, I'm, I'm knocking myself out. I'm doing great work. And, I, you know, I still am not able to have the kind of impact that I want to have with the clients that I want to work with. And, and the, the way to get started with that early on is through your network. Uh, you, you have to lean, <clears throat> lean on the relationships that you have. And and really leverage the connections that those people have to get yourself known. So one of the things that I mean, we're doing it right now. So you and I are having a, a conversation. We're recording this conversation. You're going to share it with everyone that you know and introduce me to everyone you know. I'm going to take the same conversation. I'm going to share it with everyone I know and now introduce you and your podcast to uh, my network and my audience. So there are ways you can you can kind of engineer this natural growth of your reputation and your presence within the marketplace. Um, I personally, I think podcasts are probably the easiest and uh, frankly, the most fun way to do it um, because you do get to have conversations like this with great people. Um, and, and they just naturally spread, particularly right now. They're very popular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, especially if you love connecting um, I just love having guests on my show because it's so much fun to have that conversation. I get to pick their brain, <laughs> which is amazing. You know, um, I get to help my audience with a, new, um, with a new view on things, right? That I myself might not be able to, to give them. So to inspire them, and yeah, you're right. You are going to share the podcast. I'm going to share the podcast. So it's, it benefits both of us and we grow the audiences. So, that, do you think that everybody should be starting a podcast or what do people need to have to be successful in the game? Well, I, I believe everybody should. And you and I uh, have a mutual friend, John Corcoran, and, and uh, he's been podcasting for a long time as well. And um, he and I have talked and, and, and he is adamant that, that every business person should have a podcast. And, and I agree. Um, and the the reason is it it just gives you such a fantastic platform for networking and um, and for creating connections that you couldn't otherwise create. So so let, let me share a little story about how that worked for me. In 2012, I started my first podcast and that podcast lasted for a year. We did 50 or 52 interviews uh, with other business people, people all around the world. Um, some I had a relationship with prior, some I didn't, I, they were complete strangers. Uh, but I was able to get them on the phone and get them on the phone with really out a whole lot of, of difficulty because I was giving them an opportunity to promote themselves and, and they saw value in that. So I interview all of those people. A couple of years later, that, well, 
at the end of that year, we, we stopped the podcast and I'll tell you why in a minute. But a um, couple of years later, I come back and I've written my first book. And I reach back out to all of those 50 people. Of those 50, 15, so maybe, what is that? That's right, a little less than a, a quarter of them. Um, come to me and say, after I have asked if they'll share the book, they say, yeah, I'd be happy to share the book with my network. And those 15 people took our business from virtually unknown in our market to within a week, we had put 5,268 copies of that book into the hands of potential clients. Wow. In one week. Now, did I know that that was going to happen going in? Absolutely not. I had no idea. Um, but that's the power of creating relationships and building a network and, and specifically building it around something like a podcast where there's built in audience on both sides. I mean, everybody kind of knows now because podcasts have been around long enough that, you know, that people are going to be listening and, um, and they understand that if they are interviewed on a podcast, it's a great tool for them to go share with all the people that they know. It's a fantastic and easy way for you to create relationships that will both immediately and down the line lead to the growth of your business. Uh, and it's easy to do. You don't have to be a natural writer. If you can have a conversation like what we're having today, you can have a podcast. It's just that simple. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can also have your podcast where you just talk, but I feel like bringing guests on the show makes it even more interesting. And you never run out of topics either. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's really cool. Well, that's an amazing story. I, I love that you shared that because it's, you know, it shows that you spend a whole year to create something. And even though you, you stopped that particular podcast, you were able to get the rewards at a later point. And in just a week, that's, that's really wonderful. So do I need to write a book now or? <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I have already talked about that, right? You do need to write a book. I, I think books are, are very valuable when it comes to attracting clients, um, mostly because they give you the opportunity to, to share your unique worldview, your unique approach to solving the problem that you solve with the people that, that need to hear that. Um, you know, so I'm a big believer in them. I, I particularly like physical books. Ebooks are great. Um, but you know, with a physical book, you can actually own real estate, literally own real estate on the corner of a prospect's desk or on their bookshelf or, you know, in their office so that, you know, every time they look over the corner of that desk and they see your book and it's got your picture on it, it makes them think of you. And they're not going to throw the book away. It's taboo in our society to throw books away. Even if they're not extremely interested in it, they're probably going to keep it. So it's a, it's a fantastic piece of marketing that, that uh, usually has a very long lifespan. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and for me personally, I love physical books because I do write in them and I, you know, I highlight things which I haven't done well, I do recently, uh, I started that and I just love it because it, you know, you live more with the book, especially with the business books. Um, you get more clarity from all of that content. So yeah, yeah, we did talk about writing a book. I was just wondering for the audience because they would probably think like, 
oh my goodness, do I need to start a podcast now? And do I need to write a book so that <laughs> I get prospects into the door? Now I'm even more overwhelmed, even though it sounds exciting. Like what else can I do to stop being that best kept secret? <laughs> yeah, well, so let's let's make it simple. Let's let's make this actionable for folks. So the the simplest way to do this is to forget at first about calling it a podcast. So we used to do back in the early 2000s before podcasting existed, we did what I now call ghetto podcasts. Um, we would go and interview people that we wanted in our network. This is my first business and that, um, you know, occasionally potential clients and we would record that, put it on CD and mail it out, cool. you know, so it, very old school, you know, we didn't have all these fancy forms of technology and it created the same sort of results. We built really great relationships with people that we would have a very hard time meeting otherwise. And you can do that right now. If you have a way to record it, whether that's something like Zoom or, you know, something as simple as going and meeting someone and recording it as a voice memo on your iPhone. And then you take that recording and you just email it out to everyone in your network with a link to, you know, for them to download. It doesn't have to be, you know, a formal podcast and you don't have to go through all those steps in the beginning and you can still get the results because the point is you're giving that person an opportunity to talk about themselves, about their expertise, about the great work that they do. And your promise to them is I'm going to share this with everybody that I know. And it gives you a way to start, a relationship or to further a relationship if you already have it in a, in a very powerful way by giving value to that other person. So, you know, there are all these people running around out there telling you, you should post on LinkedIn 12 times a day, or there's a, you know, brand new Facebook funnel that you've got to put in place. And those are all great at a certain stage in business. But the truth is, in my 25 year career running businesses, all of my success has come from the relationships that I've had with other people and, uh, and not thin relationships that I had only through social media. These were people that I spoke with, that I met with periodically, that we looked for ways to collaborate with one another. And, you know, and doing something like this gives you a way to initiate that to give value to someone, even if you look at them and say, oh, I'm just starting out. They're super successful. How could I possibly give value to them? Well, if you inter introduce them to everybody, you know, even if that's only a small number of people, you're giving value to them. And, it, and you're doing that in a unique way that no one else can do. You know, you, you're the only one that has your network. And so I think it, it, it is a, an easy and a powerful way to get started. And, you know, if you're, if you truly are sort of starting your business, you know, at the beginning from scratch and you don't have a big budget, just erase the word podcast from it and, and go and do interviews. You know, I, I, I wrote a book on this whole process um, called the exponential network strategy. And in there I, I say, you want to be the success journalist for your industry. And what I mean by that is you want to go around and go to all of the the key players in the industry, maybe even potential clients and say, you know, I'm going around and I'm, I'm trying to capture all of the great wisdom from all of the leaders of the industry. And you were recommended to me as someone I should talk to. 
and I'm putting together this series of interviews and I publish them out through my email list. You know, it's, that's a fairly compelling opportunity for somebody who's been in business for a while. They'll give you 20 or 30 minutes to talk with them. And now you've started that relationship. The next time you reach out to them, they're going to answer your email. They're going to answer your phone call because they're going to know who you are. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. And you, you keep repeating a word over and over again, a word that's so, so important. And that is relationship. Absolutely. I think that's the most important thing. Exactly. Because what, what I feel that that happens in sales and why feel why sales feels icky or sleazy sometimes is that people don't take the time to build the relationship, right? You, you know, you have, maybe you get a friend request on Facebook or a connection request on LinkedIn. And next thing you know is you get pitched, which doesn't feel great. And obviously you're not going to say yes, because whatever they offer is not something your life depends on. And then the relationship is over, <laughs> which if they would have invested the time, they would have had the opportunity maybe to talk to you to build the relationship and then to make their offer, which then feels natural and just easy and everything falls into place. Absolutely. I, I have a friend that uh, he likes to uh, use this phrase, you know, he'll ask, would you like hard, easy, or easy, hard? And <laughs> easy, hard is what do what's easy now, but things are going to be harder in the future. And what you just described, you know, someone sending, I got one this morning. I, I get three or four of them every day uh, on LinkedIn. I get the connection request, which I'll generally accept. And then the immediate pitch of the services, you know, and now I'm going to forever ignore this person. So it was the easy thing for them to do because it was probably, frankly, an automated message that came to me. Very easy for them to do. It didn't take much effort. Um, and because of that, now, if they ever want to have a real relationship with me, it's going to be very, very hard because they started off on the wrong foot. But if they had taken a different approach and done the hard work up front, then finding the opportunity for us to collaborate or do business down the line is so much easier for them. And the upfront work isn't it doesn't take that long and it isn't that hard, but you've got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I so, so agree. So um, our time already is running out. So let's, let's tell people where they can find you. Obviously I have all um, the links to you in the show notes as well, but where can people hop on right now to get more? Well, we've, um, we've actually put up a, a page just for your listeners so they can go to unstoppableceo.net slash heart cells. And when you go there, uh, we've actually put a link where you, uh, if you're listening today, you can get a free copy of my book, The Exponential Network Strategy. So if you want to do the things that we've talked about with interviews, the book kind of lays out the whole process. Wow. Um, and so you can get um, a copy of the ebook there and the audio book. If you'd like the paperback, you can get that on Amazon for about 10 bucks. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's, that's wonderful. Um, and that provides so much value because now people can go back, read it, highlight stuff. And obviously they can always listen back to the podcast. It never gets old, <laughs> but uh, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so, so much. And I'm looking forward to the second interview. Absolutely. Wow. What a great strategy. I just love the idea and it can be so simple, but often we kind of overcomplicate things. So become your own unstoppable CEO by creating a tribe 
by creating value for your tribe. This can be through a podcast. This can be through a simple audio that you send out via email as Steve suggested. And that's basically how he started as well. And then just provide value to your market. Find ways on how to do that. Find ways on how to collect email addresses so you can build a strong email list of raving fans that you can reach out to, that you can make offers to, and that really help to spread your message with you. So we are in this together. I hope you really had fun with this episode. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and there you can not just see the transcript and the show notes, but also the amazing resources we are talking about, as well as the opportunity to sign up for the empowerment notes. These are my notes coming into your inbox once a week, giving you an update on Heart Sales Podcast. And occasionally you get amazing offers, amazing news, what's going on. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, sign yourself in, have fun, and stay tuned for the next episode that's coming out where we even go deeper on the exponential network strategy. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.